I don't know if you've ever noticed or given it much thought, but birds and deer and foxes and black bears or whatever don't congregate someplace just because it's safe. I mean, no one at my mother's house is going to shoot wild animals or birds or poison them. She has no cats. She has no dogs. Um, the place has a nice-sized yard, and uh, and it's unusually open, but there are wooded spots in it. And But I wouldn't, you know, say that I identify any more wildlife or birds there than anywhere else. So, I mean, even though it's relatively safe and nothing's going to attack them, animals aren't there. For some place to be a sanctuary, it needs to be more than a place where there's room and that the identified beings or creatures can feel relatively safe from attack. A sanctuary needs to be inviting with enhanced comforts or habitats. It needs to provide augmented resources for the feeding and growth of the particular creatures for whom um, it is to be a sanctuary. Not simply a place to hide but a place to flourish. For our example today, let's call our identified creatures seekers. I saw this quote on Facebook a while back, and while I think it's good as a way for people to make the best of bad situations and look at positive potentials, Um, There are exceptions I can make for almost every one of the statements that will follow, and especially with regard to children, and I want to acknowledge that problem up front. Um, At the same time, all of the statements are true to some extent and can be particularly empowering to those who can find their way to claim them. So here's the quote. Anything that annoys you is teaching you patience. Anyone who abandons you is teaching you how to stand up on your own two feet. Anything that angers you is teaching you forgiveness and compassion. Anything that has power over you is teaching you how to take your power back. Anything you hate is teaching you unconditional love. Anything you fear is teaching you courage to overcome your fear. Anything you can't control is teaching you how to let go. End quote. That's from someone named Jackson Kiddard, or Kiddard. I'm I'm sorry, I don't know. 
But I'd like to underscore that this is not the kind of food for growth that attracts seekers to a sanctuary. And it's not the kind of nurture we endeavor to offer. As with any systems, there will be occasions when problems like that arise. And I would like to invite any and all of us to try to see things from those sorts of perspectives. It's an elevated spot. It's also often a spot of privilege. But there's an element to every story represented here that neither, neither you nor I can or will ever understand. For every face here, look around. There are people that you've been seeing here regularly. There are people that you haven't seen um, in a while. And they're new people and visitors. And, and um, every single face represents a story, every face that you can see, because we can't see our own, represents a story, part of which you will never understand. And of course, there are paths to each story that we will be able to see and that we can understand clearly. In some cases, even find resonance with them. For all of the aspects, seen and unseen, told or kept private, we can have compassion, some insight, uh, perhaps, and demonstrate respect, interest, recognition, of their rights. But when we come to recognize things like our impatience with those ways, whose ways and stories, etc., are different from ours and are difficult for us, when we come to see that that impatience is really fear, it takes the glamour away from feeling indignant about it. Takes the glamour away from a sense of agitation, anger, impatience, intolerance, disrespect, or uh, superiority. Our covenant with each other, our mutual promise, that love is the foundational principle of all of our teachings. The doctrine. That the continued, continued quest for seeking after truth is to be our outward observable sign of inward dedication and state, our sacrament. That service to others, to something greater than ourselves, or simply to that which is beyond self-interest, is to remain, remain 
among our spiritual disciplines. That we will be peaceful in our dealings with each other and in our time with each other and do the work required to become increasingly more adept at that. Therein lies the potential or the promise of this community. I was in a meeting and heard someone talking about being glad they were back in Louisiana where they grew up and that they didn't have to explain here that Louisiana is another country. That they got really tired of trying to explain the culture and the differences uh, where they were currently living. And sometimes Shreveport can seem like another world within that country, that other country. Uh, I grew up here, and I still feel that way um, sometimes. Um, they, they went on, another person went on to share a, a story of a family with parents, one of which was from Colombia and the other was from Honduras, and they had both come from very difficult circumstances and maybe even deplorable conditions. Um, but they loved their country. Each of them loved their country. We can look at the United States of America and ache at all of her shortcomings and all of her brokenness and all of her failings, but still love this country. For many of us, our homeland. In large measure, that's because of the things we believe to be part of her promise. The promise that is America. Last night, um, driving to uh, Arcadia, Louisiana, going the other way on the interstate was a parade of trucks and cars and 18-wheelers, all of which were bearing double Confederate flags. In one way, that makes me sad, and in another way, it scares me. But mostly, it helps me remember we have a long way to go. And this country that I love is still very divided in a lot of ways. But then I was driving to my mother's house and passed through Dixie Garden. I don't know how many of you know where that is, but it's a little area in the middle of town that's not part of the city. Uh, it's outside the city limits. And um, when I got to the beginning of Dixie Garden, 
from there to the other side, which is maybe three quarters of a mile, every single telephone pole had an American flag on it. And I counted them, there were a hundred in just that little strip. And, and it's, at first I thought, oh my God, what's happened? Because it felt like something awful must have happened for that kind of show of, of uh, patriotism. And I called Susan and she reminded me that it's the anniversary of that awful occurrence. 9-11. I, I, but at the same time, I saw all these flags. Both of those ideas came to me. The pain and the brokenness and, and also how deep it is inside of me. And, and I think... You know, our love for this country is as much about our hope as it is about reality. The promise of All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church of Shreveport, Louisiana, is to be a sanctuary for seekers. May we share the work of making that so. Stand shoulder to shoulder in the tasks that can bring that more fully into fruition. May we remember the promise and the love the ideals here represented are an uncommon group of virtues. I'm so glad you're here for homecoming. And I hope you'll stay. And always, I hope we will continue to stand on the side of love.